Hello, and welcome to another special episode. We're doing another episode of Over Under. Rylan Turner joining me. I am Kyle Joseph. Rylan, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm ready to ready to talk about AEW. I'm excited, Kyle. Yes, we are going over AEW wrestlers today. We did WWE before. We've released those, and now we're going to get into the AEW ones. See if we can get through half the list. I've got a list of fifty names, um, mostly singles competitors, a few tag teams. And then we'll go through about half, and another episode we'll do the other half. So we'll get started with the first one. Rylan, Adam Cole, baby. Adam Cole, baby. That's a push for me. Uh, uh, that's an easy push for me. This guy's right where he belongs. Let's talk about it. Uh, at the time of recording, he's about to open and main event uh, uh, Wembley Stadium AEW show. This guy's no joke. His uh, run in NXT is unparalleled to, I think, almost anyone's run in NXT. Um, He was one of the guys who came over when you almost didn't expect a guy of his stature in the WWE to come over, but due to some creative decisions that were looking like uh, would be his only way to get on the WWE main roster, uh, this guy went over to AEW and was immediately a star, having killer matches with Hangman Page, Orange Cassidy, you name it. Uh, an okay match with Chris Jericho, but well, that's neither here nor there. Um, this MJF stuff, though, I, I listened to uh, Nate Milton's uh, NWA podcast a few weeks ago, and those guys all said that this was white boy shenanigans, or um, um, what did they call it? Uh so neither that's neither here nor there. They they were all weren't huge on this, but I mean I don't know if it's me being a white boy and I like the shenanigans. I'm loving MJF and, and Adam Cole every week. I think their segments are great. I think it's added an element to MJF that we maybe we knew he had, but um, he's really getting a chance to really like strut his stuff with this baby face stuff. And honestly, wasn't expecting him to be as compelling as of a baby face as he is that's where i've but that's what i've got for adam cole i can't believe i'm saying this i still think adam cole might be underrated so the big thing for me for adam cole is that i mean for one he's adam cole but two we're talking about a guy who i said when i said that he was the next Shawn michaels i really didn't mean it he is the whole package. And I do think AEW is starting to realize that. And I recognize that the injury was definitely a derailment for that. He's had title matches as well. They clearly think highly of him. I think the wrestling fandom thinks Adam Cole is very good, but I think he is in the, if I'm starting a company and there's, he's in the top 10 of guys I would want to choose. And I think that's a level of praise that I'm not sure that Adam Cole is quite grabbing. We'll do the second name. Andrade El Idolo. Ooh. Ooh. Underrated. Um, up until recently, this guy has been kind of floundering in AEW. He has, uh, and not to say that he didn't in WWE either. Like, don't get me wrong. Outside of this guy's NXT run, and let's be honest, the later half of his NXT run, he was floundering there too. 
And I don't think it's anything to do with him personally. I just don't think anyone truly knows what to do with this guy. And I don't get how. He's a great in-ring performer. Does he speak the best English? No. But what what did they what happened when they put him with Selena Vega? It was aces. It was aces. And Quite frankly, I don't know. Again, I, I'm liking what they're doing with him on Collision. I think that I think that the Booker of the Year, CM Punk, knows what to do with him. But I uh, I don't know. It's it's a, th- a situation where again I feel like he's not fully realized yet. So uh, that's where I'm sitting with Andrade. He's underrated. All right, I have to agree with you. I think Andrade is still fairly young. I think he's a perfectly fine talker. Like, he's not amazing on the mic or anything like that, but I think he is perfectly fine. And the thing that he does, he plays effortlessly cool better than almost anybody. Dude looks great in a suit. He's a fantastic heel. He has the moveset and the physical charisma in the ring to pull off a really, you know, dastardly heel character. He did in NXT for years. He's underrated. Rylan, Athena. Hmm. Well, I mean, we're not necessarily talking about how they've been used and how they've been pushed. So it's it's more like the general consensus of them. Uh, I think mm. that Athena is underrated. Um, I think that she catches a lot of flack for matches that she's had and where she's been expected to lead, and that wasn't necessarily the thing at the time. However... Her Ring of Honor run as Ring of Honor Women's Champion has been great. Uh, we were lucky enough to see her in a uh, AW Dark match uh, when uh, AW rolled into Winnipeg, and I just I, I've been a fan of this one for a long time. One of the best finishers in the business, although one that I bet Hulk Hogan would look at her and go, "You might want to, you might want to just do a sleeper." I'm going to go underrated. I agree with you fully. She's. She's ace. She is excellent at what she does. She, uh, Athena is the thing that always bothered me is that WWE, they always complained that she was not a good promo. Uh, fans would always complain that Ember Moon was not a good promo. She's a great promo. She's really, really good at being really uh, energetic and charismatic and dastardly. You just need to give her, you know, the opportunity to do it. And WWE, the whole scripted thing and the puns and all the stuff that tried to do with that character that just didn't make any sense. She shows it in the ring and this, yeah, this current ROH run where she is just killing everybody. Great stuff. I am very excited to see her make her return to AEW when they decided to have her do that properly. I think she has a chance to go on a really great run. There's a lot of good matches that I think I'd like to see in that. Rylan, the best friends. Just the tag team. This is a Beretta and Chucky. Right, 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 right. Um, okay. Uh, this one's interesting. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to, I'm going to give him a push. Uh, I think Trent Beretta for me is the superior worker out of the two of them, which I mean isn't a knock on uh, on Chuck, but I just think that they're, they're don't get me wrong, they're exciting. Uh, I love the stuff they've done with Trent's mom. I think that 
It's great. Orange Cassidy as an addition was great. Chris Statlander as an addition was great. Um, it's a group that honestly kind of works with whatever they throw at it, whether it's a parking lot brawl or a serious like tag match. Uh, or, I mean, we're going to see, we're about to see stadium stampede. Like I, um, I'm just impressed like, uh, I, I, with, with what they've been able to um, do with what they've been given. And while they've never reached that highest of highs with the AS, AEW tag titles, I, I think that the, their time will come. Um, Trent's proven time and time again that he can talk if you give him the opportunity to. It's just unfortunate that they don't do that. Um, and, they, you know, they're fun characters. So I'm going to go. I'm going to definitely go. I'm going to give a push. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Because, I mean, man, they have had some great brawls. They're a very, very good uh, brawling team and doing those fights. I'm very much looking forward to seeing what they do in Stadium Stampede and what they have uh, time for, what their plans are for that. But I think that when we're talking about this team, I think that I would like to see them get that championship run opportunity and i'm interested to see what they're planning on doing with regards to that if they're planning on giving them that shot what the plan is for them to have that either them or as a trio because i would like to see them have that title run and see what they would do with those belts because i think they could do something very fascinating but time will tell what the plan is for them, if they're going to be at that level or if they're just always going to be hovering just beneath. But they are an excellent foil team for whoever is is holding the title, certainly. Rylan, Brian Cage. Uh, underrated. Uh, Brian Cage is definitely underrated. Look at him. He's a monster. He's a fucking monster. How have we not seen Brian Cage versus Kenny Omega yet? The guy's not only a monster, but he's insanely acrobatic and agile for the size of him. Like, uh, he's been tossed around from group to group to group, never been able to truly be a single star uh, in the company. He's had great singles matches, but, like, he's always associated with a group. And, like, no, like I, I don't mind him with the Mogul Embassy. I think it's fine. But I just feel like this guy if given the opportunity, could be way bigger. Uh, he's And he's getting to an age now where you really got to, like, pull the trigger or not. And if they've decided to not do that, I don't know. Like, I'm curious to your thoughts on it, though. He is probably the trickiest person on this list for me. I'm going to say... Uh, I'll agree with you. I do think that he's very valuable in the ring. Now... They tried to push him very early on as like this dominant champion. Um, they wanted him to be sort of the big monster when he first came in. He ended up winning that uh, the leather match that he was in his debut. And they wanted to push him as this big monster character. And I think he is capable of doing that. But I do think he is a very good monster character gatekeeper because he has great matches with everybody. And especially with smaller competitors, whom he can really ride down all around a little bit, and uh, creates a very easy and very simple to follow uh, David vs. Glass story. Do I think we're talking about a guy, especially 
you know, I haven't really seen him deliver a promo that I thought was particularly memorable, but I've never been a huge, you know, promos aren't necessarily necessary for it. And when he's got a good manager and he's got, you know, the right stuff working around him, he is something that he is able to put together. He can he can be a, a pretty strong character in AEW. So I'll say underrated. Britt Baker. Well, I'm going to give Britt a push too. I think that... Certainly not underrated, but and I'm leaning towards overrated. And the reason being is because when this woman was champion, she was the shit. And I feel like since then, she has not been able to get that backing from the fans. Um, and just I, don't get me wrong, her, her entrance is over. But once the bell rings, I, I don't know if she always delivers. And honestly, I don't know if she always delivers when it's a big match, too. Like, the, uh, the match with Soraya was okay. I didn't think it was anything great. Like, I wasn't, you know, going crazy for it. I think that they, they had a perfectly fine match. And she just mixed it up with Taya Valkyrie. And now, I, I will say the online community uh, was ridiculous with that. And again, go fuck yourself. But truly, I don't think it was anything great either. So it's and and Ty Valkyrie and 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 Soraya are both very great workers. And Soraya, I'll give a little bit of a um, like sympathy to just because she hadn't hasn't been doing it for a long time um, since the injury, anyway. But um, no, just I, I. You know what? I'm going overrated. I'm going overrated. I'm just thinking of about this now and I changed my mind halfway through so I love the character I, I you know I like her but to a certain degree I I you know I I do see the the need for that match with her I'll say overrated but uh, I have a hard time with this because I do really love the character too I think for me the where the over comes in is I think that she's just so much better as a heel and I think that she is kind of miscast in this character. And I haven't necessarily loved this run. And the reality is, honestly, it's unfortunate because I think Adam Cole is a better heel, too. I feel like those two could be a really good, like, sinister power couple. But I don't know. I've just never quite clicked with face brit the way that not that she wasn't over she certainly was and she has had some very good matches like in terms of character from the start of the run of AEW to now it's night and day but i still do think there's a lot of um love for brit baker that i think was more warranted when she was a heel rylan brody king um, well, since we're doing the, the, that group as individuals, I'm going to go underrated. This guy is a monster and he's so captivating. The crowd loves him when he's in there. He he's a, a machine and I don't get me wrong. I love the house of black, but like when Brody King's in there, like we watched him wrestle two matches pretty much back to back. Um, within like what, what, what was it less than an hour? He was he was yeah. in there again, yeah, with Daniel Garcia. So like, this guy's great. And uh, you know what I love about this guy too is 
he's he's just one of those guys who got into the business and thought really nothing of it was working as like a tech guy or like a a teamster and did a bunch of cool shit in his life and all of a sudden tony khan came a calling and you know like he he I think is super grateful for what he's been able to achieve in his time in AEW. And I, I think he should feel that way too. I'm going underrated because I would, but I like you, we talk about if I had started a company tomorrow, who would I want? I'd want a Brody King. Brody King has never broken out in that sort of Haas TNT title chase when they had that as a Haas title. I thought that was a shame because I think he would have fit in perfectly for that. He's underrated. I think he fits really, really well with the House of Black. And I think he, as their sort of enforcer, knocking people out, that whole stable is, you know, three dudes who can just deliver every single night. And Brody King, seeing him live really impressed me because it really does show, oh, he is, no, he's really big. And he's really agile and capable. Brody King, yeah, underrated. Brian Danielson. That's a push. It's an easy push. Because what has he left to achieve? This guy's been the top of the WWE. He's been the top of AEW, been the top of Ring of Honor. Like, this guy's always gotten to the top. No matter how hard the opposition was, he's always found his way to the top and... Again, while he's taking some time off now to heal an injury that even even the story of that injury goes to show how much this guy is just a, an absolute legend in this business. And, and again, like I overrated, God no. Underrated, God no. This guy's right where he belongs. So I did say a lot during the WWE one when we did this. I had a number of people who I said, okay, over the course of their career, obviously they're underrated. But now that they've gotten to the tail end of their career, um, I do think we over we overhyped them a little bit based on that entire career run. Brian Danielson's not one of those people. I don't know if he's capable of having a bad match. And it's bananas that he managed to come back from retirement and he's still putting out banger after banger after banger. He did an Iron Man match with MJF, and it was great. It was incredible. Uh, he, he's done, you know, of the probably 10, 20 best technical matches in AEW's history, he's probably been in, what, five of them? It's yeah, it's very, very impressive to see. And I just, you know, he's always a candidate for match of the year, which is incredible given, you know, how he's into his 40s and everything like that. Brian Bennett Danielson is is where he belongs. Buddy Matthews. Uh, uh, underrated. I, I feel like this might be a clean, a clean sweep for the uh, House of Black, but uh, Buddy Matthews is so underrated. Like, you, have you watched? any of collision yet have you seen what he's done with andrade incredible work and, and and then you go back and you look at his entire career like this guy was a part of a group in nxt that might as well have been known as dubstep cowboys like they were nothing and they had alexa bliss going for them and that was their their in and this guy has turned it like he was cruiserweight champion in wwe yes he he, he kind of dabbled in a strange feud with uh, um, Alistair Black at the 
time, Malachi Black now. Um, but like, honestly, like, again, this guy goes out there every night, like you said, and delivers. And no matter who he's wrestling against, the most frustrating match I've ever seen him wrestle was against Orange Cassidy. Reason being is because at, by the end of it, I'm like, he should really win. He should really win this. And Orange Cassidy's going to win this. Um, but no, yeah, I think he's completely underrated. This guy should be a champion 10 times over. I'm with you. I think that Buddy Matthews, when he was Buddy Murphy, he was criminally underrated. And I don't think we're at that point anymore. I think people are recognizing just how good he is. But no, he's really, really talented and is such an easy mid-card workhorse kind of guy who can just come in and deliver in a big way when they need him to. And there's huge value to that. And, you know, it's really telling that, okay, we need a good match with somebody. All right, let's just throw him out there against uh, against Bunny Matthews. He'll deliver a great match. That match with Orange Cassidy was really, really good. The matches with uh, Andrade, obviously great. You know, he's, it's just, he's very, very talented, and it goes to show. And we'll keep going with this. Our next competitor is Chris Jericho. Oh, I'm going to give Jericho a push. Like, don't get me wrong. Uh, I understand the online community when they say he's at this point overrated because, he, like, he's beaten guys he shouldn't have beaten. He's, um, although I feel like he's been just as giving. So there's that. Um, but uh, to the same point, to that same point, like this guy is been able to reinvent himself 10 times over. Like whenever Chris Jericho reappears, he's a different character. Whether we're talking about Y2 Jericho, whether we're talking about the suit wearing Jericho, uh, the, the pain maker, uh, whether we're talking about the rock star or, or whatever this incarn the Ocho, whatever doesn't matter. This guy's been in the business for 30 plus years, has always been able to achieve greatness. And like, Again, I just, I'll never call Chris Jericho overrated. I just, I can't. So, um, I'm, I'm definitely going to go with a push on this one. Uh, you can't call Chris Jericho an overrated. That's what you got me for. Um, if we're talking about over the course of a career. Oh, oh no. <laughs> no. If we're talking about over the course of a career, Chris Jericho is criminally underrated. Incredible talent, all time great. Etc. Etc. But at this point in his career, yeah, he's a little overrated. He's not that guy anymore. And the reality is that they keep, you know, booking him as as that guy. And he'll get to the match, and the match will be okay after the build uh, of whatever it happens to be the whatever the program is after you know a great build towards the program the match will be all right and that's kind of a shame because i think that there's and it's not I'm not, it's not a knock on him obviously like he's i i know he's incredibly talented and i'll be the first to you know defend his abilities in the ring for a guy his age. But 
the fact that he's had some good matches in his recent run in AEW is a testament to the people he's been in the ring with more than it is to him himself. So, yes, I think at this point in his career, I do think that Chris Jericho's a bit overrated. Um, I, I have to ask you, because we haven't talked about wrestling for a long time. Uh, and you've been in a, like a moving process. That, and I know this is, this is going to come out weeks after the, the, we actually do this. But um, Will Ospreay and Chris Jericho, are you excited for it? I'm intrigued by it. I don't know that I'm necessarily excited because, you know, like... Will Ospreay is obviously incredible, and the match is going to be very good just you know, solely based on that alone. I just wonder if it's going to get to that next level that we know a Will Ospreay match can. And, like, boy, it's hard to follow his last match. Well, he's had a match with Okada since then that got, like, seven and a half stars or something. Yeah, And then, and then with, a, I believe, another one with Naito. So... That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, he's really, really good. And it is, it's tricky because Jericho isn't bad. I'm not going to go out and say that. That'd be ridiculous. But Jericho at this point is, for sure, he's for sure going to be the limiting factor in that match. Okay. All right. Uh, have you watched the promo going into that? Like the final, like, uh, no, I, I didn't see it. Fuck, dude, watch that. That like that might be the best promo of Will Ospreay's career and Chris Jericho's, like, or at least his AEW career. Like, it was something else. So definitely watch that. But no, I, I definitely see where you're coming from with uh, with Jericho. Claudio, underrated guy should be a world champion. This guy's great. Mm. Like, I sorry, but like, I, I, don't get me wrong. I love BCC Claudio. I think that's great. Uh, I love the fact that he's Ring of Honor champion. Like, you know, that's also great. Like, he's two-time Ring of Honor champion. Like, they've they, it's not like they haven't put a world title on him. But, like, I don't know. I view Claudio in that same category that I view guys like CM Punk. Like, I view guys like MJF, Adam Cole. Like, don't tell me he's not a good promo. Bullshit. Give him an opportunity. The guy can knock it out of the park. Don't tell me this guy, you know, isn't, you know, going to move any numbers give him an opportunity like this guy's got so many incredible feats of strength that like uh, this guy would absolutely make people watch the show like this guy's incredible so yeah uh underrated 100 percent. yeah i'm with you uh i think that he is criminally underrated like he is he's really good he's really really talented his abilities in the ring for a guy his age, I, I, you know, especially, oh my goodness, what he's able to deliver in some of these matches that he's had. But even, you know, and then looking at his his promos and particularly just the character, just the his swagger and his ability to to come out there and look like you know an absolute boss. Yeah, he's great. And I think that people sleep on how good he is. Which is interesting because, you know, I don't know how many times he's going to deliver amazing matches before people will see him in that, like, world, world champion chip light. So, yeah, he's underrated. Rylan CM Punk. 
<laughs> this is gonna be the, i know where you're going so like let's not even uh let's not even waste any time um cm punk for me in his aew run is right where he belongs he's the real world champion uh no like look uh if let's take let's take all the backstage bullshit aside the guy hasn't had a bad match in aew like name me one like and and I'm I'm serious, Kyle. Name me one. Name me one bad match he's had in AEW. Um, I feel like he had a not great one with Moxley, but I can't remember. Okay, well, the, the, are you talking about the squash match or the uh, the match that happened at the pay per view? Because the match that happened at the pay per view was great. I remember the pay per view one having mixed feelings about it, but that's not there. Okay, like Eddie Kingston. Uh, Darby Allen. I mean, Darby Allen can have a great match with anyone. So could Eddie Kingston. But regardless, they had great matches. Uh, CM Punk doesn't like his match with Hangman Page. I thought it was a great match. There's nothing wrong with that match except for CM Punk trying to do the Buckshot Larian. Like that—that's the only fault in that match. Um, MJF. I'm sorry. They had a dog collar match that was uh, for me five stars. They had a great match on Dynamite before that. Uh, with Powerhouse Hobbs, they had a great match, and that was a rampage match. Like it was, it was something that was on a show that was an hour. Like I don't know. Like whatever you want to feel about this, this guy is that's fine. But for me, what he does in the ring, bell to bell, every time he gets in there, has always been pretty great. Uh, even his match with Samoa Joe on Collision in the Owen Hart tournament, like that was a great TV match. I'm very excited for Wembley because I think that's going to even be a more ridiculous atmosphere. So that's where I'm at with CM Punk. He's one of my favorites. Never overrated. Never overrated. Until Kyle showed up. This, this is not CM Punk's fault. I think CM Punk is is good at the things that CM Punk is very good at. And I think he's had good matches, and I think he's had good promos. This isn't on CM Punk. He's overrated because he isn't valued on what he is. It's like trying to tell somebody that Allen Iverson wasn't the greatest basketball player of all time. The person who's arguing that isn't arguing based on, you know, statistics or logic or you know even even an objective view of the sport necessarily they're arguing on feel they're arguing on 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 how iverson made them feel and you can't argue with a person's feelings you're not going to get very far with that (laughs) cm punk is overrated because he represents something to cm punk fans that can't be easily quantified otherwise. It, it goes beyond what he what he necessarily is able to deliver in the ring. There are people who are, you know, well, we'll take a bullet for the guy. And not that he's not capable, and not that I'm not enjoying the run that he had delivered up until, you know, he had to leave. But yeah, CM Punk will always be overrated because CM Punk is more than just a wrestler to the people he's a fan who are a fan of his. <laughs> Rylan, you know what? If, if if we're gonna disagree on, on something, Kyle, 
I can I, I can safely say that I, I've never had a disagreement that the argument was more beautifully said. So like there's there's that. Daniel Garcia. Um I'd say underrated just because again, this is another guy in the ring is aces. Um and what he's proven in his with he's the one guy who comes out of the, the 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 JAS for me that I feel like really got a spotlight is Daniel Garcia has shown that he's more than just a technical wrestler. He can entertain uh, dance moves are the whitest of white, but that's okay. Uh, So is he, Um, but like, I don't know, man. Like I I think people who look at this guy as not much more than a technical wrestler are crazy. I think underrated for sure. I think, we're at a place where I'm going to, this is, I do not want to use booking necessarily as part of this, but I do think booking has contributed the biggest, is the largest contributor to my feeling about this. I think Daniel Garcia is overrated. And I think part of that is that we never got to see him go on that run that we were building towards. He was supposed to be the one to dethrone Jer- Jericho and push him away from the, the, the group and like be the hero. And he didn't get to be the hero. And, you know, that's unfair. Or it's unfortunate that he never got that opportunity. And uh, I don't, you know, I'm marking him based on that. But, yeah, I kind of am. I kind of want to see what he would have in store. And I don't think we ever got to really do that. So. Until I see like what he can deliver as a singles wrestler and you know, see the star potential they keep talking about with regards to him, yeah, I think he might be a little bit uh he'll be a little bit overrated for me. Good lord, you should see you should have seen my face when you said that. I was shocked. Shocked. Darby Allen. Darby Allen is ooh, uh, I'm gonna give him a push. Lee. Leaning over, Lean, the reason I'm leaning over, the reason I'm leaning over is because I worry about the longevity of this guy. Because, like, I love this the style he wrestles. It's exciting. It's charismatic in, in its own way, and he's proven over time that he um, has been very capable on the microphone if given the opportunity. More recently than in the beginning, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I'm going to give him a push because I enjoy him, but uh, these people who watch wrestling for that style, like I, I worry about your priorities with, uh, with with these wrestlers' health because I this guy is terrifying to me. Um, Darby gets a push from me. I think. I'm not going to go as far as say he's overrated, but I do think that if we're going to see more out of him, I think that, I don't know, because I don't think the size is the limiting factor for him. I just don't know if they want that kind of, you know, and it's weird calling him a counterculture character because the culture he's countering doesn't exist anymore. But 
I don't know. I don't know that that character could ever leap to the top of the card in the way that I think that when we started with AEW, when he was, you know, starting out as the character that he was starting out as, I think people sort of imagine him in that place and he never quite got there. So yeah, for me, I think he's a little bit, Oh, um, I'll say, I'll give him a push, but it's a tough push. Uh, we'll move on. Rylan, Ethan Page. Um, underrated. Underrated because, yes, he's been given opportunities to shine, but I also think he shined in those opportunities. I just think that the gimmicks that he's been given have unfortunately been marred with criticism because the, the segments aren't awesome all, all the time and the ideas aren't awesome all the time. And, like, Men of the Year, it was okay. It didn't need Dan Lambert. Those two can talk just fine. So it got marred by that. Um, the stuff with Matt Hardy, it just took forever. And, and it made no sense. No sense whatsoever. Um, so, but I do think he's an amazing ring, ring worker. I do think he has a great personality. And I don't think they're utilizing him properly. So definitely underrated. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think he's underrated. I think there's more to that character than we necessarily get to see. And it's a kind of a shame because I think he would be, he's a guy who I could see breaking out into a pretty interesting role that I don't think they to this point have let him. I think, yeah, I think there's more, I'll, the, the roundabout way of saying, I think there's more that we could get out of him if we gave him the opportunity. We'll see what happens with him. Maybe they'll, maybe there's time that he'll be able to move into that sort of next level. But I think for now, I'll just say that he's underrated and see, and so we'll see where he goes. FTR, Alan. They're right where they belong. Like the the crowd loves them. The you know they have consistently great matches. They're you know people. I I I don't think I've ever met anyone who thought FTR was overrated. And if I have, I don't know if I wanted to know. Yeah, uh, they're great. They're awesome. Like and and they could, will continue to be awesome. I'm very excited for everything they have coming forward. Um, yeah, like. This is the, I do think after the Cash Wheeler incident, though, they should be managed by Art Anderson now. Oh, God. Oh, God. No, 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 no. That's, that's dangerous. It's, that's a bit too, that's, that's a, a bit, bit too real. real. <laughs> um, yeah, like they're where they belong. People call them the best tag team in the world. And to this point, they've kind of backed it up. So, like, who might argue? So yeah, I think I think that's that's very reasonable. Uh, until I sort of see you know major evidence to the contrary, I think it's, it's fair to put them up at that level. And yeah, I think they I do think there is an element of of FTR that I think they're they're probably I would say it's fair to say that they're probably underrated as singles competitors. 
But as a tag team, they're they're right where they belong. Hangman Adam Page. Right where he belongs. Uh, I think that he's done well. Uh, obviously, he's an incredible ring worker. Um, done great promos. Done okay promos. Done fine promos. Like, he's he's been kind of all over the board with that. But I will say, like, this guy's been a world champion and was involved in arguably the biggest story in AEW history, right? And it, it transcended, you know, that company's, you know existence really it it, it kind of captured everything into a a neat little bubble and it ended perfectly and it's unfortunate that like you know he hasn't been spending too much time at the main event since then but like i can't argue with what he's done he's done the the feud with moxley was fantastic so like you know uh, props to hangman page for being a young cat in this business that obviously got the bag when they all signed the elite Kenny Omega and himself um and also being able to just perform at such a high caliber almost every time or like every time you go out there every time i see him anyway um yeah the hangman page is right where he belongs i think hangman page is underrated and i'll tell you why there is an immense value to seeing a modern day face character that connects with the audience to the level that Hangman Page does. I don't think that's I don't think that's nothing. I think there's that is an impressive skill considering the era of wrestling that we are at right now, I think it is telling of just how good a character, well thought out a character and how capable a character that, that that is. And yeah, I, I think there's just all that to say, I think there's value to a person being able to play a face in the modern day that people actually believe is a face rather than a face that we are told is a face and that we don't necessarily believe in. People believe in in Hangman. And that's not nothing. So, yeah, I will say that the Hangman is underrated. Hikarashita. Underrated. Um, Although I, I lean towards a push. Uh, because she's I mean, she's a two-time champion. She's had great matches with everybody. I, I do feel like there was a period of time where she, once she lost the title, uh, where she was underutilized. Um, but, again, she's right back there with the championship, heading into the biggest show of the company's career. So I, 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 I'll go underrated because I feel like they could have done more with her, but certainly leaning towards the punch. I think I think she's right where she belongs. I think that people know how good the Hikaru Shida is. I mean, the, the frustrating reality is that there's people who are going to talk about whether you know promo ability or whatever that is. I, I've always, I, you know, I, my feelings, and I've always found that stuff to be wildly overrated. But yeah, she is very good in the ring. She is entertaining. She delivers great matches. She 
is, you know, a very fun character, a well-thought-out character. I don't have much to say. She's great. So, yeah, I, I think it's fair to say that she is, that she's where she belongs. Because I do think, I do think that people have caught up to believing in her. That's a, a few fun ones coming up. I think these last few are very entertaining. Hook. Um, I'm going to put Hook right where he belongs. I'm going to push. I'm going to give a push here. Uh, just because I don't think he's exuded enough to be any further than he's belonged. Or where, sorry. Let me rephrase that completely. I don't think he's exuded enough to be further than where he is right now. But I also don't feel like he has been lackluster at all either. I think the crowd really took to him quickly. And I think that he has a style that obviously very similar to his father's where it's just explosive and it's quick and that that's fine in wrestling, in pro wrestling. I just wonder how much he's got left in the, or I, I wonder how much more we can get with this character. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure he's got tons of great shit left in him. I, I have no doubt whatsoever in that. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give him, going to give him a push. I will also give him a push. I was tempted to push the overrated button on him, but I will give him a push because I don't think that's quite, that would be quite fair of me before we get to see, you know, them try to flesh out the character a bit more and them trying to, like, I think the thing that's been holding him back at this point is just, AEW. They need to do something with him. What that is, I'm not entirely sure at this point, but you know, something. He needs to have something to do and somewhere to go from here. And to this point, yeah, I don't know that we've seen a direction quite yet. They were sort of working something with. Jungle Boy, and maybe that's going to be lead to you know his next direction going forward. But to this point, I think I'll give him a push if for no other reason that I just don't think we've seen where it could go yet, and so I don't want to judge it too much until we get to that place. Speaking of Jungle Boy Jack Perry, ah uh, ah, uh, uh, Jungle Boy gets the big O for me. Uh, re- reason being is I haven't seen enough. Like, look. This guy's great in the ring, and I understand, Kyle, that you, um, that that's what you hold above everything else, uh, and that's fine. That's totally, I get it. But for me, you got to be able to deliver on the mic too. I think he has, but not consistently. And this heel character, while I'm starting to warm up to it now, had a bumpy start. Uh, and I think honestly, the biggest thing that I'm warming up to is the fact that he comes out to Symphony Number no. Five. Like I think that's great. I think people were expecting Hollywood Jack Perry though. So we've all kind of had to slowly ease into this, but when it comes to his mic work, I do not think that he's at a level that he should be, you know, where he is or, or sorry, I, I don't think like he should be viewed super high, but again, like his ring work is fine and, and, and or sorry, not fine. It's great. One of the best matches uh, that AEW's ever had was Jungle Boy versus MJF at All Out 2020. That's 
guaranteed anybody who actually follows this product would probably agree with me on that. I just think that uh, I, I don't want to hear he hasn't been given opportunities either. Like this guy has had main events with some great stars and had great matches with them. I just don't feel like on the character aspect, it's been all there. Um, but I'm sure, I'm sure, Kyle, you you may disagree with me. Yeah, he's really good. Like, I see what you are saying with him. I do understand the point. I get it. I see that there is room for him to be higher or for him to be better at certain things, you know, at promos, at at fleshing out the character, at, at fully like making sure this thing is fully realized. I think there's, there's ways to go yet for him there, but he's also really good in the ring and he has delivered some really great matches. That match against Luchasaurus was really good. I thought the character with everything they were doing with Christian was working. I think it ended a bit abruptly, which I do think caused some problems with regards to, you know, being able to, they're having to, you know, stop the whole thing really quickly, which is just an unfortunate reality of, of injuries and, and how, how things go with regards to that. But yeah, I, I think, I think there's, there's more to this character than I think people give credit for. And I think he's more talented than people uh, will often give him credit for too. So I'll say that he is, I'll say he's underrated. Or no, I'll say I'll say he's right where he's at. It belongs. Jade Cargill. Oh, this one's interesting because there's been some some rough performances wrestling wise, but I also don't feel like the Jade Cargill should be leading matches. Um, I'm gonna put her right where she belongs for now because this woman is a star. No matter what she ends up doing in her life, she's going to be a star. She exudes that type of energy, that type of, you know, uh, what what have you. And she's super athletic and 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 in incredible shape. Like this woman is what pro wrestling wants. It's just unfortunately not transition transitioned over a hundred percent in the ring. There have certainly been some some funky promos and some funky uh, angles that they've done with her, her. Um, but. I think the time off is good. I think that when if you know when when they do bring Jade Cargill back, we're we're going to see uh, hopefully a, an elevated uh, performer in the ring. Uh, and I do think though that like I don't shit on her run as T, uh, TBS champion either because I do think that when you have a, a, a you know. A, a wrestler that has that sort of charisma and that sort of star power. I think that putting her on TV, I think they should have put her on TV more. Um, but I think putting her on TV consistently in matches, I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I just think that unfortunately the fact that she wasn't uh, the caliber wrestler that some of the women are on the roster uh, affected the performances. But like to that same point, look at Goldberg's run. Look in WCW. This guy had the same, uh, the, the very same run, and not all of his matches were great either. 
So, and, and look where he's at now. So yeah, I, I, I got to give Jade Cargill a push. Yeah, I think I'm with you for all the same reasons. I think you said it very well. I think there's a star caliber to Jade Cargill that can't be easily matched or even necessarily easily accounted for when it comes to, when it comes to talking about, um, She's just really good at making me believe that she's really good. And there's value to that, 100%. I, I, I am looking forward to getting to see her again. I do hope that she is going to be making a return at some point. But, yeah, I, I think this character is really, really capable and really, it's a, it's such an interesting character. So I think I think there's value to what she has been able to do, and so I will say that she is where she belongs. Even if, yes, yeah, some of the wrestling matches haven't been always been great. Got a couple more. Uh, Jamie Hader. Ah, uh, Jamie Hader. I'm going to push her too. Like I, I think that she's, you know, aside from the fact that she's injured right now, uh, I don't feel like they didn't pull the trigger on her. Like they put her, they made her the champion and you know, Oh, she's had great matches. I think that there's a definitely a great feud in there with Britt Baker. And I, I do think like we talked about Britt earlier. I do think the match for Britt is Jamie Hayter. I, I do think that's going to change the the course of both their careers, um, but we've yet to have it. So I, I certainly don't want to say underrated because I don't feel like she has underachieved. I just think that yeah, she's she's right where she belongs, and and hopefully when she comes back from injury, uh, like we continue to see the the great performances we have. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think she's she's about where she she should well. I do think people sleep on her though a little bit. I think that she's a better match um, than people always often give her credit for. Um, hmm. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna say that she's I'm gonna say that she's a little bit um, underrated. I think that she's had some really really great matches, and I do think that that's worth something. So yeah. It's close, certainly, but I think I think you think that she is underrated. Rylan, got a couple more for us today. Jay Lethal. Ooh, Jay Lethal's underrated because Jay Lethal could be doing way more stuff than Jay Lethal's been doing since he got to AEW, uh, and way better stuff. Like, don't, let's not talk about more better. Uh, being paired with Jeff Jarrett, like I get it, they're buddies. Like that's that's probably something that he's more enjoying than than I think you and I are. Um, this guy is a guy who I think could be main eventing uh, as the champion. Like that's how high I hold Jay Lethal. And quite frankly, uh, I feel like he's always kind of been under you. You know, the only place he hasn't been underutilized and under uh, and uh, underrated was Ring of Honor. That that company used that guy to the best of his ability, and he proved time and time again that he was main event caliber guy. And while I do think that you know, like he's obviously not showing any signs of uh, stopping anytime soon, 
Just, I really, I would, this guy would be my world champion tomorrow. Underrated. It surprises me with Jay Lethal that they didn't put him back in ROH. I'll say we, I'll say he's about where he belongs. I don't think anybody questions Jay Lethal is a great match. And I think that there's more to the character. I just, I think this is more an issue of booking than it is anything else. And I've said they need to separate from Jeff Jarrett for forever, but that group just doesn't make sense. And that's a bit of a hydrous monster. Well, or yeah, Frankenstein's monster, whatever, some sort of monster. It's, it's too much. And, and we'll, 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 yeah, we'll see where they go with this particular character. But I do think that, I do think that he's about, where people think think people do think of him as a as a as good wrestler yes last one rylan jay white Ooh. i'm gonna be controversial on this last one this guy hasn't done anything so far that has super impressed me he's great in the ring but like i feel like like People are telling everyone that there are, sorry, the online community is telling everyone that Bullet Club Gold is being slept on as collisions like leading, um, you know, unit. And quite frankly, I disagree. Uh, I'm just not there yet with that group. I'm not there yet with the guns. Juice is, I, I like, I love Juice, but like, I don't know what the longevity of that guy is. And I, and I don't know if he fits with, with uh, Jay White. I, I look forward to the future, but for me right now, he's overrated. Yeah, I'm there too. I think everyone really hyped him coming out of New Japan because he was the leader of the Bullet Club and he was that guy in New Japan. I don't know that he's shown anything in AEW that has led me to that place. I think booking has been part of it. Him versus Ricky Starks made no sense because they were both in a position where they both needed wins very badly. And that's not a good place to be. And I think Ricky Starks is criminally underutilized in AEW. But yeah, Jay White is fine. I think the character is interesting. I just, the stuff with Juice Robinson and everything, I don't think that that's the best use of his time. And yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm not at the place where I think that we're talking about somebody who's that interesting at this point and he's a good wrestler i think that people are a little bit too high on him as, as far as his ability maybe that's Ooh. oh oh we're we're ending controversially for sure yeah uh jay white i'll, I'll put over as well uh rylan that is it for part one um are you looking for, is there anyone particularly you're looking forward to for next time to talk about uh, I think Moxley will be fun, but I feel like we're probably both on the same page with that one as well. Uh, the Young Bucks, that's going to be great. Um, just based on the fact that, like, yeah, I'm a super fan, but we'll find out. Um, no, I, 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 I think, and certainly the, the rest of the women's roster, like, I, I feel like we're, we, we differ more on that than anything else. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it's exciting to to get into the rest of this. I'm I'm looking forward to completing this saga. All right, so that is going to be the end of part one for of the our AEW over unders. Look forward to part two coming at you in the future. Uh, until then, have a good night, and you have been walloped.
You've been listening to a Wallop Media podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Wallop Media. The hosts of our shows are Rylan, Kyle, and DK. You can find Rylan on Twitter at Rylan Wallop and Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Wallop. Production is by RJ Spearin. You can find his work at facebook.com slash spearkingco. Logo designs are by Maisie Mulder. You can find her work on her website, maisiemulderdesigns.com. Our podcasts are hosted by Acast. You can listen to them on the podcast catcher of your choice or on our website, shows.acast.com slash wallopmedia.